It's hot as hell in here, and that's because we're on the road of demons. When you're listening into the Demon Road Diaries, you're going to get crazy action. You're going to get the real on the ground from demons themselves. Effie approves demon energy, and if you need it in your ears, you can have it forever. That's the magic of Demon Road Diaries. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe. Is at, the old, at the old coffee shop. Enjoying a cup of joe. Is this a coffee shop? Is it? Or is it like a breakfast nook? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's got like a... There's a... Um, uh, what's it called? A cafetinera. What, what do they call them? Uh, Italian espresso makers? Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, I think this is like Italian, French, and Peruvian fusion. Because that looks like, like that looks like a French press in the back there. Yeah, but no, no, it, it's like wait, but they don't use it. Press? It's just I see no decorative. French press. Yeah. Okay, I have maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, for the uninitiated, we are using Hold together on. mode on Skype, um, mostly for our own amusement because um, this is an audio podcast, so you can't see what we're saying. But it's a lovely, quaint, so it's, minimalistic. We're back in the hipster coffee shop with the view of the city with the high back um, <laughs> bar stools. Um, yeah, this is the vibe I wanted. With the I've butcher black counter. I've got a pumpkin spice latte sitting in front of me uh, and it's covering up my uh, Cider Boys tropical wave. Um, I have some I, sort of cinnamon roll in front I, of me. I, I don't know where we are, but by the looks of things, I can get a decent banana nut muffin here oh hands down yeah if they do some homemade banana bread i'm in yeah definitely uh and it looks like you got a latte over there some type um anyway welcome to demon road diaries um we try not to sandwich uh like deep dives and today isn't a deep dive but it's not a guest episode um over the weekend um the the rest of the gang went up north uh, to uh, go on an adventure while I stayed home and uh, what the fuck did I do this weekend? Didn't you like install a ceiling fan or something? No, I uninstalled the ceiling fan. Uh, I'll be installing oh. a ceiling fan this weekend um, because I thought I could fix it and the inside of the fan is so rusted that literally brown shard shook out of it when i took it down so that was fun Uh, sounds super fun yeah guys adulting is fun um so so you guys want to tell them where you were or where you were supposed to be and what happened and all that jazz shouldn't we like 
Should oh, we yeah. do the gimmick first? Oh yeah, let's introduce the, ourselves. I, th- uh, I think uh, Aaron's jumping the uh, gun a little bit because we have deliberately um, <laughs> withheld now, this information. Yes, it is now five days um, post event, and we have not given Aaron any information on what happened, so we could get on um, his blind reaction as we record this podcast. So, welcome to your hashtag six favorite wrestling podcast. Welcome to Demon Road Diaries. It's me, it's me, that sweet Katie G, your ceiling fan install specialist, Caden Green. Hold on. I like, I like rewrote my monikers to someone that I was talking to and I got a, I got a whole list now. I'm fucking... I'm 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 gonna be that guy who just has a million fucking monikers. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm excited. Can we play the Jeopardy music right here? I'm a snapshot. That's gonna be useful for the cover art. Bam! There it is. Okay. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Wait. Can we get one where I'm not looking away from the camera? (laughs) It's more fun that way. Ah, fuck it. We have one where I'm ready and. There it is, with the cheese pull. That's exactly what I wanted. Yes, Good. perfect. Um, so, <clears throat> <laughs> I am the bastard son of a witch they failed to burn. The most violent sadness fueled by the trauma here for the drama. El hijo de bruja. Ronnie Rios. Wow. That was, um... Is that your somehow, third cheese stick? <laughs> I mean, I'm not judging, but like... Cheese stick. It's what? It's my second cheese stick. Don't <laughs> fucking judge me. I'm, I just don't want you to become lactose intolerant like me. You know, It's a hard life I live. I don't uh, think you can become lactose intolerant by eating too much dairy. Tell 19-year-old Aaron who threw up on that, the girl of his dreams. That's technically... Literally. Technically, um, by not being lactose intolerant at the age that I am now, I have a genetic mutation because the general population is apparently supposed to become lactose intolerant over the years, but I have not. So I will continue to eat my mozzarella string cheese from Publix. Thank you. And uh, tell the fans who you are just in case they don't know. Oh, shit. Um <laughs> I am the string cheese eating, Ritz cracker devouring, um, applesauce pouch squeezing, always burdened, very unnecessarily, haven't been out of bed or spoken a word to another human in four days, Chelsea Durden. All right. Oh, hey, uh, before we jump into the story, uh, our friends of the show... um, uh, fucking the whole Refin show are back. So if you guys like podcasts about wrestling, uh, feel free to. Uh, they're on Apple Podcasts and probably other ones. But uh, welcome back to podcasting, you fucking beautiful motherfuckers. All right. So what the fuck happened? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> let's let's start from the very start. Which first? Our of all, story takes us back. First of all, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. No, don't start over. Um, but so 
we didn't mean to not include you. What happened? I just want to get that out of the way first. There it's was cool. intentions. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why we didn't try very hard. Because then you were like, I'm super broke and I have things to do. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not even going to like make you feel bad about this. But like, I couldn't invite you into my car because my car was completely consumed by both light tubes and tree houses that are Lee. Um, but, uh, so the way that this started was I have been personally a little down in the dumps because we're not wrestling that much mm-hmm. and I'm seeing all my friends doing lots of wrestles and I've been like, you know, I got to start getting better about putting myself out there and chasing opportunities. Um, I think I got really down in the dumps. I'm just going to say it when like the fest poster went up. And, like, we didn't even get, like, an email about it. And uh, I was like, you know, I know I'm not owed anything. I'm not entitled to anything. But, like, fuck, man. I wasn't even considered. Yeah. Uh, so. They left this on red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I wasn't going to be what was me about it. I was like, I'm, I just got to start doing stuff. And, you know, if it feels like starting over, then I'm starting over. Whatever. Um that so i had that mentality and then i'm looking at my work schedule because i'm trying to get like a frame of mind of what my next few weeks are going to look like and i noticed that i have this chunk of time off that i did not ask for where suddenly i was off that whole weekend leading into like i didn't go back to work until today which is we're recording this on a wednesday so basically from like friday onward i was free Mm -hmm. and i was like wow and then I knew that Polyam was going on and I knew that a bunch of people that I knew were going to be at it. And I was just like, and then the cherry on top of all this was I get a fucking email from my credit card company and they're like, Hey, we've extended your credit limit. Nice. And I was dun, like, dun. Oh, and like, that's cool. Like, and usually when they do that, it's like a hundred, maybe $200. No, they took my $500 credit card and extended it to two grand. Nice. And I was just like, oh. So I. Turned out to be so responsible of them. Yeah. Um, So I took that all as a sign that if there was a time to start betting on myself, this is the time. So this is the nature of Chelsea and I's relationship, especially since we live together is so I have all these thoughts at once and I just wander into a room like a fucking toddler, which by the way, I'm sure annoys the shit out of your husband that like I'm <laughs> constantly bursting into your room, like a four year old being like, what do you guys do? <laughs> hey mom. <laughs> hey, you guys like eggs. I just needed to know. Hey. Okay. Bye. Have you guys seen um, this video? This video is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that is the virtue of um, having two ADHD roommates, one of them being your wife. Like, you just have to deal with that shit. Um, honey, if you're listening, and I know you will be, um, we're sorry. But uh, I burst into a room and I'm just like, I have an idea if you want to go with me on this one. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, how would you feel about going to Polyam? And she's just like, I'm listening. <laughs> and so, yeah, so basically I just laid out this whole idea of like, I'm just going to drive to New York and I'm going to fucking go to Polyam party and just whatever happens, happens. And she's like, oh, well, no piece is running a show with Polyam at that venue. 
And I was like, really? She goes, yeah, I could talk to Jared. And at the very least, like, I can get you probably paid to go up there, like, by doing some work for him, like, that behind-the-scenes work, and then maybe I can get something out of it. And I was like, that sounds like a plan. So before you know it, this whole thing just snowballed. And before you know it, Chelsea's got plane tickets. I'm booking hotel rooms. We're loading light tubes into the back of my Honda. <laughs> uh and it's happening. It's fucking happening. Uh, I ended up picking up Treehouse Lee uh, in North Carolina because he was booked for the show and he didn't have a way up otherwise. And um, I was and, getting ready to just FedEx overnight him and just yeah. like poke some holes in a crate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, the nat- and the nature of him of picking him up was constantly evolving. Um, but this, that's this was not like. This was like this should have been a sign already how ill fated this trip was as we were ah. running back and forth in my room um trying to figure out we had to figure out where tree was um what his fucking phone number was um like where he'd be at any given time Treehouse Lee uh for the uninitiated just kind of like phases in and out of uh the real world he's not he's not from here and yeah. by here, um, I don't mean Earth. I mean, like, this dimension. Mm. Not this version of Earth, anyway. Um, Treehouse, if you're listening, and I know you're not, um, <laughs> please be easier to get a hold of. Uh, no, no, it was fine. It was fine. We got it figured out pretty quickly. Um, did we, though? I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah we did. It was, all, it was in a matter of hours, but it was a stressful couple of it hours. It just, it seemed, I think it's, because just sometimes Tree, when you're talking to him... It's like, like literally, like I didn't understand something he said to me until I read it out loud. That's how sometimes, like oddly phrased, some of his text messages are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And was... so I think it, I think it felt more stressful than it was. Probably. Um, but anyway, so before you know it, it's fucking happening, and I Chelsea Chelsea ended up getting booked for a match. She was supposed to wrestle Aspen Rose on the No Peace card. And we had been in contact with MV Young, and he was just like, yeah, no promises, but if anybody cancels, I'll see if I can throw you guys in something. And I was yeah. just like, good enough for me. Uh, same thing with the No Peace setup. They were like, hey, if something comes up, maybe we can use you. I don't, I'm don't. i not a deathmatch guy, but I mean, I'll get a little hardcore if need be. Um, which, there wouldn't have been a need for me to be deathmatchy. There's plenty of guys on that card to do that shit. Um, so, so, but. This- um, I'll, I'll add this caveat that um, I originally my plan was to drive up with Rios. I did not because um, I had a show. Uh, Polyam was Saturday. I had a show Friday night, so I had yeah, to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she wasn't. She wasn't being bougie. Like I'm not riding with you. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, it was just she literally had to wrestle in Fort Lauderdale. And then the next day be in New York. So it's like, oh, yeah, no. she had to fly. Yeah. So, so I used this JetBlue credit that was um, expiring. And like, do you want to talk about the shit the JetBlue pulled on you? Because I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know airlines could do this. <laughs> Which part? Well, we're like, I know that airlines can change the time of your flight. Obviously, that's always in flux. But like, oh, they, oh, li- no, no, no. they I- literally routed you to a different airport. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so that was um, a really fun phone conversation um, with JetBlue for like 
two hours, I was like, hey, team, what are we, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> um, uh, but they did end up, uh, so, my, so my flight ended up being um, three hours, almost three hours earlier um, and from a different airport. Uh, it was thankfully a closer airport to mm. my parents' house where I was staying. Um, and then I found out that they tried to like charge me uh, for like a flight change. And I was like, but I'm not the one who changed the flight. Yeah. You changed the fucking flight. Um, and they were like, we, the lady on the phone with me was like, we changed the flight. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, please hold. Um, puts me back on hold um and this is after um i've already like been rotating on hold um you know answering questions to JetBlue people she comes back five minutes later and she's like wow okay okay um so i'm gonna go ahead and cancel that charge for you and I said, I don't suppose for the inconvenience I could have a free carry-on, could I? <laughs> Not a chance. No. Um, so I, I admire I, your moxie, though. Yeah. Um, oh, I got the moxie. I do. I'm I, surprised she wasn't like, best I can do is a screaming baby next to you. <laughs> two rows back. Uh, so basically, to make a long story short, I ended up having to pick her up from JFK, which did include me driving through New York City, which is... Exactly what you think it's like. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually... I don't think that the Jamaican crackhead who jumped in front of my car uh, was Spider-Man, but maybe he was. Maybe that's a, that's a variant. It's for me to judge. I, I, I don't even know what what timeline, what continuity we're in anymore. Um, it is worth noting that um, I was awake all night because uh my friend's car died in my parents driveway uh and it was already midnight when we got back to my parents house um so that took several hours of um uh, lots of bold conversation with uh with triple a on the phone and them uh not knowing how to use the gps function on whatever system they're using because there's they're like yeah that location is 145 miles away and um at this point i took the phone and i was like ma'am this is 107 and she said well i don't know what location you plotted on your gps and i said ma'am it is 107, and if you attempt to charge my compatriot for 145 miles, you will see me. Um, Did you end up uh, talking to a guy named Sandy who just needed to have a cup of coffee and put on his working boots to come help? Sadly, I did not. I was thinking of contacting Sandy, um, having him come on down. Uh, and, you know, just right the wrongs that were going on um, in my parents' driveway. Sadly, I was unable to contact him. He was probably, you know, doing the Lord's work elsewhere. Hands down, he was. You know it. So I have now, by the time uh, 
Rios and Treehouse Leap pick me up at JFK at a little after nine. I have been awake since 10.30 a.m. the previous day. Ooh. Yeah, no. Yeah, you conked out pretty hard once you got into my car. I... I remember um, laying down on and and they had to like push everything to one side of uh, Rios's hatchback trunk uh, where the seats were folded down to accommodate the massive amounts of light tubes mm-hmm. um, that he drove up with to just kind of like carve out this little space for me. And I had prepacked a, uh, a blanket and a pillow in Rios's car. So I just kind of like curled up. And I remember just sitting there, um, staring at the tubes as we did every bump, um, and like fading in and out of consciousness, wondering what would happen if we ran over something, uh, a little too harshly. And then Mm -hmm. the light tubes shattered and then just stabbed Mm -hmm. me directly in the face. Mm -hmm. I I have to say, man, the, the rope, the, the blanket and bungee job we did on those light tubes, immaculate. It held up. (laughs) Yeah, it it did. We did that uh last Wednesday night. We picked up the we picked up the tubes, uh, we laid them out on two towels and then just rolled the towels around them and bungee corded the towels together and um by some otherworldly miracle they did not break. We're like, we just gotta get them to New York and then it doesn't matter what happens to them. So so this is so, okay. So here's here's what I want to talk about the first, because obviously there's been a lot of Twitter discourse about what happened at Polyam, and so now that we're at the part of the story where we pull up to the residence where it was taking place, I want to ask this question: um, Was it not understood? That polyam party was at a private residence and most likely in a backyard because that was a hot topic debate on the day. Um. So I did not know that mm-hmm. it was going to be in a backyard. Um, I didn't actually get a hold of the address until like the night before mm-hmm. um, and I did not know um, that it was at a private residence in a backyard um, isn't I don't that kind think- of a gimmick though isn't that the gimmick of the polycult parties because I've seen a few of them on independent wrestling TV or whatever the hell it is yeah that's, it that's is. what I'm it, it, it is typically um, but the fact that this was like a four promotion deal. Okay, yeah. so what let's establish that. Was this the first time it had been multiple promotions? I guess so. Um, none of the ones I, I've seen were. I don't know like the full ins and outs and layouts of previous polyam cult parties. Um but all I know is that this um was four different promotions collaborated. And I thought, um, you know, oh, the Woodstock thing is cute because it's several promotions and it's in upstate New York. 
And I thought, you know, okay, it's probably like an outside show, like literally Woodstock. Uh, but it didn't occur to me that it would be actually in a backyard of a private residence. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I thought that was understood by the nature of the fact that they never once put out the address. You always had to DM if you bought tickets or if you were working it or doing anything, you had to DM someone for the address. And like, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a bit more of a scumbag than you guys, but that like, that immediately was like, Oh, I know what this is. (laughs) Like, like that just rang to me of like working like running house shows and shit back yeah. in the day. Yeah. You, all your little punk friends like, yo, DM me for the, you know, tickets are five. DM me for the address. Like that is a yeah. phrase that is burned into my fucking cornea as a punk rock kid. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. playing, playing basement shows and like, they'd be like, you guys are on third. Just uh, make sure that you message me for the address. Um, okay, um, so the, I'm, the re- I'm from the burbs. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't you didn't grow up hood punk like we did. No, I grew up in the burbs, uh, and I did go to public school, but they were all A schools, and they were heavily funded um, because I came from a very affluent area. Not that I was by any means well off. Um, I was kind of like. Uh, from the oh you come from that side of town do they like bust you over here as a charity thing like part of the population uh but my area itself was not exactly rife with uh dive bars or um things of that nature so I had no experience (laughs) it's not about where you're from it's about where you choose to be and I chose to be in scummy places Um, I was was from scummy places (laughs) choosing to be at other scummy places I did eventually end up in very scummy places and uh, that's how the three of us met yay Um, so uh, that was very rude what you said about real pro wrestling Um, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the reason I wanted to bring that up at the start was because that was something that was kind of the crux of everything that followed. Um, so do you, how do you want to do this, Chelsea? You just want to go through the timeline and then explain like what we experienced? Um, I think so. I think that would be the best. I think it's also uh, worth noting that over the course of like the 48 hours uh, preceding the event, uh, my role was upgraded um, from um, spectator slash hanger on trying to trying to get on any show um, to being on no piece to actually uh, producing the No Peace show. I have produced shows before. I have experience at it. Um, not too fucking shabby of it. And I was thrilled that the organizers of No Peace put so much faith in me. And that's why I had a mental fucking breakdown at 2 p.m. that day. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's rewind. Uh, so we pull up. Nice little residence. Uh, bit of a bit of an awkward parking situation. Oh, it uh, is not. 
a little. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I need to set the scene here. Okay. Allow me, please, to paint a picture with my words. Okay, uh, go for it. So we drive into uh, this town I've never heard of in upstate New York, which um, usually has, um, you'll have larger homes with uh, lots of land in between uh, the residences. So we pull up to what looks like the woods, uh, and there is a long... I don't know if this is just an access road that only services this property or if it's part of the driveway, but it's this long, narrow road that leads up to this property and there's just trees on either side. And people have already parked alongside this road um, to not block the road itself. Uh, So that is where we parked. You come up to one of those split level houses where the uh, second and third story uh, face the uh, face the driveway, and then when you go around back, you see the first story that is sometimes considered the basement. Um, and this absolutely so they have a huge driveway. Um, I think it's a it looked like about a four car garage. Um, yeah. This this house is massive, and you come around the back. There's a really big run of grass around this on both sides. And then on the back, there's a really big pool that's fenced off. Um, And then there's another fenced off area parallel to that. That um, is where they eventually build the ring. Uh, And um, another large swath of grass between those areas and the house. Yeah. Now there is stairs going up to a deck that um, is on the third floor. And that's where uh, production setup is at. Um, the underhang of this deck is what eventually is tarped off and turned into a locker room. The production area directly overlooks the area where the ring is, and below that um, is the tarps are parted to create an entranceway. On the bottom, there's also another, uh, you know, on the ground level, there's another, um, like, open deck area, which some people are also using as a locker room. There's two giant food trucks. Um, There is... Um, a door to the inside of the house upon which there is a sign that says um, one person at a time masks must be worn inside the house. And so as far as backyard setups go, it was uh, a really cool setup for a show. Yeah. That being said, Things were already going to ruin from the second we arrived. Yeah. Um, now, I've never met MV Young. This would have been my first time meeting him. And uh, I remember being kind of caught off guard about, like, he seemed kind of like, like, I walked up to him. And I was like, hey, man, what's up? You know, I'm great. I'm holding a bunch of fucking light tubes. Um, but he's uh, he just seemed kind of, like, off-put and, like, kind of, like, stern. And 
you know, I didn't take anything from it. I was like, oh, you're busy. You, you got your show and shit. Yeah. And Chelsea quick was quick to note that, like, um, that's weird. And I'm like, why? He goes, he's usually really, like, upbeat. I'm like, well, I mean, he's running a show. And he's just like, no, no, like, I've, I've met him when he's got a lot going on, and he's never like that. Mm-hmm. And and you know I remember thinking it was weird too because he's like retweeted me and like replied to my messages and shit so I was like I thought you would have been more excited to meet me but um yeah so you could definitely feel a little bit of tension in the air but I didn't really think anything of it because I was just like whatever like this is like a really good setup like um the uh. The ring they had was like a little small. I think it was small. The small. It was only like a sixteen by sixteen. It was a sixteen um, by sixteen low boy. Yeah. So I mean, not like the most professional looking setup, but everybody was having fun. Um, and I just remember thinking like the layout made a lot of sense. There was food trucks in the big uh, driveway. Um, every and here's the thing that I thought was so insane because it's worth noting now when we get to later is that this was like, I've been to some shit fucking indie shows. I've been to some shit fucking house parties. I've been to some shit fucking rock and hardcore and mosh and, and, and punk shows. This was some of them. This was very much an eclectic group of individuals, uh, from all walks of life. And, uh, I would say this is one of the most well-behaved group of hooligans I have ever seen in my life. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. People were um, depositing trash in trash receptacles. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was destroying property. No one was outrageously drunk or on some other unidentifiable substances um people are actually walking away from the house and over towards their cars in order to smoke mm-hmm. which i which i thought was nice um everybody was pretty upbeat things appeared to be moving smoothly yeah. but the ring got there an hour and a half late so there was already a match that was scheduled at that point that could not happen. Yeah. And, you know, so obviously like the show's already running long and, you know, some things are being cut and mended, but we're, we're having a good attitude about it. Like, you know, listen, this is our chance. We're on IWTV. We're going to make some shit happen. Um, the most stress I think I got was, so as soon as we get there, Chelsea's like, Hey, I need you to go get this, this, and this from the, from the hardware store. And I was just like, okay. And the main thing I needed to get was she need I need four doors. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I just was like, yes, Mike, you know, I, I captain and I just fucking go. But it's like, no one really fucking occurred to, to think about like, how the fuck is James going to fit four doors in his fucking mm-hmm. 2018 Honda HRV? Um, so I go I to this. Didn't yeah. even occur to me. I know. Listen, there was a lot was going on. Not a lot didn't occur to a lot of people that day. Yeah. Uh, so I get my car. I go to this local hardware store, which was the most useless hardware store I think I've ever been to because I asked them for everything that you asked me for and they had none of it. Like they didn't even have the fucking gusset plates. And I was like, how the fuck do you not have gusset plates? You're a hardware store. Um, but whatever. So I go to a Lowe's. I thought of you the entire time, Aaron. Um, um, 
so I, you know, I got help from everyone there and figured out everything that I needed. Um, so I got four doors, eight steel chairs, and ten gusset plates plus a pair of gloves. Now, while I'm acquiring all this shit, Chelsea calls me and she's like, hey, we don't have a ref. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, we don't have a ref. And I was like, we didn't book a ref. And it's like, well, I just, I think they thought someone would be here, but we don't have anyone. And I'm like, well, there's got to be somebody. This has got like it's a fucking indie wrestling show. There's a million fucking hangers on. There's got to be a yeah. ref there. And she's like, no, there's literally two refs. One of them's green as shit. And the other one's already refing the rest of the card, like the entire show, like the enti- all like all the promotions. Three out of the four promotions running, she was already refing pretty much every match. Yeah, and I was like, so you want me to referee fucking death matches? She's like, yeah. I was like, I don't That's have so anything. Easy. So and easy. She, I nah I I I, I was she was because like it wasn't even like the fact that I was gonna have to like go to a Dick's or something and buy a ref shirt and pants and everything like that because I didn't have any of that. Yeah. It was like I just don't like I barely know how to referee a normal wrestling match. I'm not. I mean, I know we like we act like refing's easy, but like I respect as so I've been wrestling long enough to like really respect good referees. Yeah. And like what they're actually there for. And the idea of putting me, who's deeply unqualified, into a deathmatch situation multiple times, like, nah. And like it may be easy for you, Aaron, but you're actually trained as a referee. Yeah. And like you have a lot of experience doing that. I, I've ref like the most refing I ever did was for that the bullshit tapings we did for the company that shall not be named. Um oh, yeah, yeah. and um so I said, I just was flat out, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'll do anything else you need. And I thought it was going to be like a thing with me and Chelsea, like a like a tension. Like but a she rip? was just, yeah. But you were just like, okay, that's fine. We'll figure it out. I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you can say no. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll figure it out. If I have to take myself off the show and ref the rest of it or like ref my own match and like do something like gimmicky, I'll figure it out. No problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's time between this and the next thing because i eventually do find a rep because what um what we were told is that um there would be a referee and like ring announcer and what have you available for us Mm -hmm. so i find the iron woman referee uh her name is katie on twitter she's dump truck wallace fucking love you kid uh let me buy you a, a a frizzle at friendlies because um she made it her mission to find me another ref and she did and i she said um you know he's not super experienced um but he has refed some hardcore and death matches before and i trust him implicitly and if at any point it looks like um you know he's not doing well like i'll jump in and take over the rest of the show and i was like well you're the fucking greatest thank you um so i spoke to the kid whose name i sadly do not remember he seemed fine with everything um and i am you know getting the playlist in order for the uh for everyone's entrance music i'm writing out the run sheet uh so i can tape it up for the for the guys and then it occurs to me um 
that I haven't spoken to a ring announcer. So somebody points me in the direction of the guy who is announcing apparently the other three shows. And I'm like, um, hi, are you the announcer? And he's like, yeah, how can I help you? And I said, um, did you hear anything about announcing for no peace? And he was like, I'm ref announcing the other three shows. I don't know anything about no peace. And I said, okay, um, would you be willing to do the announcing for no peace? He said, I don't really know anything about it. I said, well, I would, you know, provide you all the, um, all the information and, you know, I'd like, I'd pay your rate for whatever it is. And he was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't even remember like his exact words that ended the conversation, but like he kind of blew me off about it. Like, I don't know if he was stressed out about other shits or shit or just like trying to get the show on the road for like the first show, which was already starting, you know, an hour late, but whatever. So I did not have a ring announcer around this time. Uh, Rios returns from the hardware store. Um, and I have to enlist people to help unload his car of all the gimmicks, mm -hmm. uh, which was not easy to round people up, but I did, uh, with false promises of, uh, frozen yogurt that were never delivered. And, uh, immediately after that, my first words to Rios are, how do you feel about ring announcing today? Yeah. And I was just like, oh boy, I'm going to fuck, fuck yeah. that shit up. Um, cause as we discovered on the, uh, Juneteenth show, I'm apparently, like the second best ring announcer in Florida. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, hell yeah, that sounds like fun. You know? And then I, I took it as a win of like, yeah, I'll be on camera. That'll be cool. Maybe even if like, if Jared liked what I did, he might use me for something else or like, yeah, I might get a little title card, like Ronnie Rios. And I'm like, Hey, I'll take that as a win. So I, uh, I set about my task of collecting everyone's fucking monikers and, and bullshit. Um, and like, I remember at, uh, Otis Coger, Otis Coger gave me a very long speech about how his name is pronounced <laughs> to the where to the, like, don't say Kogar, don't say Cougar. I'll walk back. I'll walk back through the curtain and make you do it again. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah. And so I literally wrote it in phonetically in my phone. Yeah. Like, Koger. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, like, I get everyone's info. So I got literally, I get the whole card and I get everyone's info. Dylan McQueen, Treehouse Lee, fucking, uh, you know, Akira, fucking Koger, Vince, Vincent Nothing. Like, I'm getting everyone's shit. Last person I had to get was Grim Reefer. And I finally spotted him, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's Grim Reefer." I go up to Grim Reefer, and I, I, I was like, "Hey, Grim Reefer," because he's like walking a little far away from me, and I don't know where he's going. And I was like, "Hey, Grim Reefer," and I walk up to him, and I don't even know how many words I got out because I know I didn't say enough to be like, "Hey, uh, I'm ring announcing tonight." I think I got like two words out, and then he immediately just assumes that I work for No Peace, which was a fair assumption, but he's just like. Hey man, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, I, 
I was told I wasn't told that this was a backyard show. I don't do backyard shows. I don't even do the GCW backyard shows. Why the fuck am I going to do this? And I was like, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, and I, and like I was just trying to be very respectful and professional and not, yeah. you know, argue with him. I was just like, and not bury anyone or throw anyone under the bus. Just like, okay. And uh, and he's just like, yeah, man. Like I just, I thought, you know. I didn't know what this was like. I want. I feel bad. Like I want to wrestle this treehouse leak kid, but like I don't. I don't do this. I don't do shit like this. And I was just like, and it felt like he was like trying to explain himself to me, and I just kind of had to like politely pump on the brakes and just be like, I, I understand. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But I need to know if you're going to do it or not. And he goes, No, I'm not going to do it. I was like, Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're free to change your mind if you want he's like i'm not changing my mind and i'm like heard all right well uh you know hang out man enjoy the show go do whatever you want i don't know and uh and i just took that information i walked straight up to chelsea and go so uh grim reefer's not wrestling (laughs) um and this is the part where i start to really panic because remember i am still running on no sleep Mm -hmm. i have eaten some gas station snacks and shotgunned two bags. I am. Oh, no. um, I I think I got you some fries. Oh, and um. Because it was the only thing from the food truck that wasn't meat. Yeah, and Rio's got me um really really good French fries. Uh, I mean, ace fucking fries. Yeah, like, mwah, so good. Um, but I was like, I was almost at the point uh, that Fry reaches in Futurama when he drinks the hundredth cup of coffee, where like. He's so, he's like running so fast. He's calm and everything. Mm-hmm. I was almost there, but not quite. You're um, on like cup 98. You know, I was on just... cup 98. I was shaking. Um, I was like, you know, trying to remember to hydrate and pouring water on my face and stuff. And a couple of people were like, are you all right? And I was like, I'm fucking ready. But it, it, it seemed like it was a fire that was going to be immediately put out because uh, Lord Crew was there without a booking. Yeah, and, yeah he, was and, just, he was just hanging out because he had um, something to do uh, in Jersey later that night. So he was just chilling. And I was like, Ayo, um, standby. And he said, heard. So I, go back to, so I go back to tree and I'm like, you have five minutes to decide who you want to work tonight. Uh and he was like, all right, well, and I'm off. Well, wait a I'm- minute. But wait a minute. Isn't this the part? Because you immediately course contact uh, Jared. And, like, isn't this the part where he goes, wait a minute. It's in a backyard? No, I texted him as soon as we got there pictures of the backyard. And he was like, it's in a backyard? Yeah. So that's he the thing. Is like. No idea. That's, he that's the thing. Told- it's like. I don't want to. I don't want to throw no piece under the rug because it's saying like, you know, like, oh, why did they not tell Grim Reefer it was in a backyard? Apparently, they didn't know it was in a backyard either. <laughs> uh, nobody told. Nobody told us that it was in a backyard. It's like the. It's. Uh, we were just assured along the entire way that like everything was legit, everything was taken care of. That's why I like at the last minute we're scrambling for a ref. We're scrambling for a ring ring announcer because like we were told um that you know everything was like already really taken care of i was like okay fucking lit um now uh 
tree was like, yeah, I'll work, I'll work crew because there were, um, we're only in the middle of the first show right now. Um, no piece was going to be the third show. Wasn't even supposed to start till four, but it probably wasn't starting until like five thirty or six anyway. And then the main polyam cult card was going to be on after that. So there were a lot of people who weren't even there yet. So pickings uh, were kind of limited, and uh, crew was definitely the best choice anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as he's already on the no piece roster, so. Um, Tree was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I, I think, I think it'll, it'll work, you know, work crew. And I said, okay, perfect. So they start talking about stuff. I had already called my match with Aspen and I was like a few seconds from going to change into my gear. Um, when I see a kerfluffle going on and by kerfluffle, I mean, lots of wrestlers gathered in different groups chattering very urgently to each other and i see fan like people because you know for for some people because it's not like i knew everybody there um i couldn't tell if they were like a fan or a wrestler but people like fans were like gathering up their chairs and like kind of leaving. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? I asked uh, somebody on the, on the no piece show, they had any idea what was going on and said, um, the, uh, the homeowner is, is not happy and the fans are being kicked out. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, so, I'm like, all right, that sucks because they did pay to be here. I'm sure MV will have to handle some bullshit like that, but there are definitely enough wrestlers here to create a fake crowd for ambiance, you know, just for that that good crowd noise on camera. Mm -hmm. So now is the part where I need to interject whose fucking house this is. Um... Earlier on in the day, in order to access, you know, my Google Drive and all the files I needed um, on my laptop, I had to ask, uh, does anybody know, like, the Wi-Fi information? So I was pointed in the direction of a young man, probably around our age, you know, like early 30s, whatever, um, wearing an Invictus Pro Wrestling shirt. Um, Invictus was um supposed to be the second show that was going on that day um and they tell me he is the owner of invictus and i said and i wasn't told like what his relationship was to this house or anything just told he was the guy to ask about the wi-fi stuff so i so i asked him and he said yeah, do you just need the uh, the Wi-Fi password or do you need like a hard line? And I'm like, no, Wi-Fi should be fine. So he tells he tells me and then he turns to uh, a, a middle-aged woman, like maybe around my mother's age, um, and says, it's still that, right? And she's like, yeah, and confirms the password. Uh, now this woman that he conferred with, had been at the table that had the insurance and liability waivers that every performer um, had to sign in order to in order to participate. 
um, and I heard um, MV thanking her profusely a lot when he came to talk to her at some point. And I gathered that she was either the homeowner or someone like closely related to the homeowner or something. Um, so as I was signing my waiver, I said, uh, and this was earlier in the day, I said, thank you so much uh, for, for everything. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's uh, a lot, a lot more than I expected. Um, so I thought that was kind of peculiar. Um, and then um, I get, so I get the Wi-Fi info from this woman and this guy. There is another woman um, of similar age who is also wandering around. They both seemed a little high strung, a little stressed, um, but they were like, you know, they were like giggling to each other. They were like taking pictures and videos and stuff. And I saw them frequently going inside and outside of the house. Uh, the Invictus guy was also going in and out of the house. And there was a much older woman who would occasionally come out on the third floor deck. Um, and I saw her because I was on that deck with my laptop working on the, on the uh, production thing. Yes. Um, and this is how I gathered the information that um, the Invictus guy's grandmother, who is the older woman, is the one who owns the home. And... These two women, I did not get um, confirmation on who they were, I, but I could only assume that, like, one of them was, like, his mom and the other one was his aunt, maybe. Maybe yeah. they were both aunts, something like that. Um, and at one point, um, they kind of balked because a couple of people were in the pool. Um, so uh, one of them I will call... Though the one that I had the most contact with was Karen A. The other one was, oh, I will call Karen B. Okay. Uh, so Karen A, or no, Karen B runs down and is like, hey, 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 nobody can be in the pool, whatever. So immediately someone hops on the mic and makes the announcement um, that no one is allowed in the pool and um, to please be mindful of the property as they are graciously allowing us to use it. And blah, blah, blah. Like, really professional, responsible um, responses here. And then the homeowners seem to chill out. So, at this time, when I am told the fans are being kicked out, I look over to the driveway. And I see Karen A. standing at the end of it. And she's, like shooing people away and um so uh otis and i were talking and he was like yeah it looks like she's uh she's shooing the fans away and then i see vincent nothing returning from the car and, and i start walking a little closer and i overhear the exchange um where karen says no 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 more no more um, and he, Vincent's like, what? He's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, you can't come in. You, you gotta go. No more people. And, she, and he said, I'm a performer on the show. Like I'm part of the show. I'm a wrestler. And she's like, 
uh, well, there's no fucking show anymore. And Vincent's like, uh, what? Like his eyes go wide. And then he says, well, um, I still need to get my stuff then. Cause it's in your yard. And she's like, okay, go get, go get your shit and get the fuck out. Um, and I'm like, what? So I, I go down to her, um, and, in my very nice, um, you know, customer service uh, Chelsea has worked in customer facing roles for many years and knows how to talk to people, face and voice, so kind, got my mask on, whatever. I'm like, hi, ma'am. Um, I'm helping to produce one of the shows. My name is Chelsea. Is uh, there anything that I can help you with? Wondering if she's just having a fucking breakdown for some reason. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you can get your fucking friends and get the fuck off my property. And I was like, what? And I, I was like, excuse, excuse me, what? And she's like, this this thing is a complete shit show. It's a complete fucking shit show. It's a nightmare. There's way too many people here. You people are fucking savages. Um, you know, get the, get the fuck off of my property. And I'm like, well, um... And at this point, she turns away from me to a girl that um, was part of this band that played earlier near mm -hmm. the pool. And she's um, kind of doing the thing where you babysit all the equipment where um, when the other person goes to get the car. So she's got like a drum kit, uh, a guitar case, um, two amps, like a bunch of other shit like around her. And she says get it off, get it off, get it the fuck off my grass. And so she awkwardly starts shuffling her stuff onto the driveway. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she turns back to me and she says, yeah, and maybe then um, uh, you can fucking pay for the damages to my property. And she gestures wildly down at the grass, which has some tire tracks from the uh, rental truck that had towed the ring. Um and I said, okay, well, I'll try and get um, everybody out as uh, quickly as possible. Um, and she's like, yeah, get your stuff and get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. Get all your fucking friends and get the fuck off of my property. Um, and then she said, and who owns these fucking food trucks? They need, to get, they need to get out of my driveway. You need to get these out of my driveway. And I said, well, I am not in charge of the food trucks. I don't know who they belong to or who to talk to about them. And she said, then get the fuck out of my face. So I return up to the yard. Um, MV's having a mental breakdown. People are surrounding him, starting to help. Um, people are keep starting... Mind, right now, hold on. I, I, you're doing a great job. But I want to keep in mind the backdrop to this because I didn't see any of this. I didn't know any of this was happening. I'm literally talking to Blazing J Lion, just having casual conversation, talking to Midas Black. I'm 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 hamming it up with the main event. Meanwhile, Darius Carter and Robert Martyr are like having the best match of the day so far, and what would end up being the best match of the day because it was the last one. <laughs> um, just fucking having a wrestling clinic. While all of that shit is happening. 
So yeah. like I'm blissfully unaware. I'm just like fucking yeah, man, fucking uh, uh, telling like dick and fart jokes and just fucking shooting the shit about wrestling. Meanwhile, Martyrs probably got Carter and some weird fucking British uh, submission hold that we haven't seen since '82. Yeah. Uh, you know, fucking some rollerball, Rocco shit. And uh, yeah, but meanwhile, Chelsea's getting like a full Karen meltdown. <laughs> So I'm like kind of numb at this point. Um, I wanted to throw hands so badly. I could feel my hands itching to be thrown. However, I will not throw hands while I am representing someone else's brand. So as I was representing no peace, I did not throw hands. Had I been only representing myself, I may have thrown hands because i was very very sleep deprived and i'm just kind of like my hands are a little bit shaky i get over um i hear the final i hear the bell ring um for the end of uh martyrs match he comes back he's got a little little scrape ski uh behind his ear um and i'm just like kind of i haven't even told anyone what's going on and i'm just like passively tending to this scrape behind his ear his ear um and then um i just turned and look at rios and i said the show is uh fucking canceled yeah and like it was like one of those moments where like time kind of stood still for like a second. Yeah. Because you're like, is this really happening? And like, it's weird because my first thought was Chelsea. I felt so bad for you. And I think that was the first. And like Dylan McQueen was standing right next to you, and I was standing right next to you, and we both just like hugged you. Because I started, because I had a very long moment of just everything around me was silent. Um, And I felt like Mr. Krabs in the meme where, you know, it's like blurry and choppy on either side. And he's just like, uh, what? And so I was Mr. Krabs. um, And then I just start crying. And I wasn't even aware that I was crying until Dylan and Rios put their arms around me. And then it just like came out in buckets. And I was like, I just really wanted to make this work. No peace fucking trusted me to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And um, Rios was like, you did the absolute best you did. You were like a fucking rock star today. And Dylan gave me the most encouraging pep talk and like gas up i could i have ever heard in my entire life like i could have left that group hug and immediately gone to climb mount everest like with a light sweater and i would have been good i think i think the phrase of the day was like like you got he's like you got karen like the exact same thing would have happened to jared if he was standing right where you're standing right now no one can no one can escape a Karen. <laughs> and by God, it was true. Now, um, so just kind of like slowly gathering my stuff. Yeah. 
which um, was just a backpack and me shoving my laptop into the backpack. Um, and I'm in constant contact with uh, Jared and the other No Peace people yeah. trying to figure out. I'm talking to the uh, to the camera guy. I'm trying to find uh, crew and Otis a ride um, to Jersey because they were promised a ride from people who never fucking showed and uh, and just like trying to handle the breakdown of all of this while feeling my body start to shut down and then it occurs to me how the fuck are we gonna get the doors the chairs and the gussets back to Lowe's to return them by the way, so this adds to my point that this was the most well-behaved group of hooligans ever assembled in any live entertainment sport or any live entertainment sphere. Uh, I bring those doors close to the locker room. The doors, the the chairs were in boxes that were sealed because at Lowe's, if you buy like if you buy them straight from the box and like buy enough of them, you get like a like a wholesale rate. Mm-hmm. So they're like in these like sealed boxes, and then there's a bucket with just ten gusset plates in it. And I sat them up by the stairs by the locker room, and they not a single fucking soul even grazed them. Like they were perfectly in place pristine. where I left them. Yeah, pristine. Um, so the big thing was definitely like I could get the chairs into my car maybe. Um, well, the other thing was like, I don't even know how I'm going to fit anything into my car because we have to put the light tubes back in, uh, mm-hmm. cause Jared wants his light tubes back. And then I have to put Treehouse Lee in my car and I have to put Chelsea in my car. So where the fuck am I going to put these doors and chairs, yeah. which uh, my favorite thing on the day was I took a picture of how I got those fucking doors in my car. And I was just like, look how legal this is. <laughs> it was the most illegal possible way to drive with something in your car like i had ever seen i'm pretty sure like with the angle that the doors were like it went all the way up to the rear view mirror and i think they were like leaning on rios's head as he drove yeah it was it was it wasn't quite that bad but it was close um so yeah so we were like freaking out because like i don't know how like that was over three hundred dollars like I want my money back or yeah. if cause cause Jared's not gonna if Jared's not gonna reimburse me for it, which is understandable, I need to get my fucking money back. Yeah. So um he, if there it, was like no way for us to get it back, like oh, he yeah. would have. He's yeah. he's that type of guy. So I'm trying to think. We're we're walking through the uh like the like the access road and we're looking at um we're looking for people with SUVs and we find a couple and we're like trying to track down the owners of these and we find one guy who's got like an SUV. Uh, we ask and he's like, uh, hang around. And I'm like, you can say no. Like you are allowed to say no. That is yeah. totally fine. I just need to know. And he was like, yeah, it's kind of like out of our way and whatever. And I was like, yeah, like you can totally say no. Just please tell me yes or no. <laughs> And then it occurred to me um, that whoever brought the ring, they have a fucking box truck. Oh, yeah. It takes me some time to track down the guy that 
owns the ring, and then I'm like, Tom Tom Frazier. Want to shout out Tom Frazier? Tom Frazier. Um, yes. Is it Tom is it T two T? Is that his his school? Yes. So yeah, uh, that's his school and promotion T two T up in New York area. Um, fucking Wait. super nice guy. Um, he did us the most incredible of solids because yeah. I asked him, I was like, Hey, so we got all this stuff from a Lowe's like three miles away. Is there any way we can put it on the top of, you know, your ring in this truck and you guys just drop it off at Lowe's? Like we'll load it in, we'll unload it. We'll handle everything. I, I just need the physical drive over or we're going to have to fucking leave this shit here. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he said something really cool, which said a lot about his character, because he, he had all his students loading the ring, and he basically turned them and goes, all right, guys, you know, we got to help them. You know, they got fucked today, and we got to help them out, you know, when, when times like, like, very, very almost like, like sitcom-y, grandfatherly, like, yeah. Yeah. people are down, you got to help your brother. You yeah. know? This is what Danny yeah. Tanner would do. Yeah, yeah. This um, is, this is, this is what, uh, this is what Wayne would do from Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, when it's a very, friend needs help, you help him. Exactly. Um, so, super shout out to Tom. Um, we managed to get everything returned. I got my money back. Um, but it was like a surreal experience in the sense that, like, I was bummed that, you know, we didn't get to do the show because I was bummed for you. I was, if anything, that's the, I think that was the only thing I was really upset about was. It was nothing about me. It was about you. I felt bad for you because you had a match and you had this opportunity to make this happen. And I think for me personally, like, I don't know how you overall felt about it when it was all said and done. But, like, I remember in the moment not even really being upset that the show got canceled because I just remember thinking to myself, like, holy shit, I can't believe I was here for this. And, like, I can't believe I got to experience this because I think that was what I was looking for was, like, obviously I want a match what the experience yeah it's like obviously i want to match obviously i want to work and show everybody what i can do but like i don't know man like i was just so happy that like i was there and that like i got to show face and and talk to people and hang out like i don't know i was telling somebody today because i you know i told them about the new york trip and they were just like oh how'd that go was it worth it and i was like yeah it was worth it because like you know, I made some contacts and that was all cool and the shit. But like, I don't know, my soul was a little full after the whole thing. I needed that. I needed to get the fuck out of Florida. I needed to. I needed to go somewhere. I needed to experience some things. And uh, that was a fucking experience. I want to talk about before we move on to later things about this. Do you, we agree, Chelsea? When I say we, I mean you and I, Chelsea. Do we agree that the inciting incident, like the final straw? that broke that Karen's back was somebody whipped their titty out. I would agree that the final straw, um, was a fan, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, she got, she got a little wild with her memories and that they were exposed. It was the titty that broke the Karen's back. It was pretty much. Yeah. It was the titty that broke the Karen's back. Um, that being said. Um, Are we about to get controversial here? I'm about to about to have a little bit of a hot take here. <sighs> hot take. 
Hot take. Yeah, prepare for prepare for my hot take here. Now, I don't think that Karen was necessarily wrong for shutting it down. Um, I do not agree uh, with how she was speaking to people, how she went about canceling it and freaking out and um, saying she was going to sue me personally. Um, and, you know, screaming at people, um, saying some pretty heavy shit. Um, I don't think when her son or nephew or whoever that was, uh, to her, the Invictus promoter, sat down with her and his grandma and was like, hey, I want to do a thing in the yard of your house. Is that is that Gucci? Um, he did not explain the full scope mm-hmm. of exactly what hosting a four-show polyam Woodstock event on their property would entail. Um, whether this was him trying to, like pull a fast one and like, Hey, can me and my friends tape some wrestling in the yard? Um, and just ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Um, or if he just was genuinely in over his head, um, and just didn't think about all the implications and how his family would react to the, number of people on the property and you know the wrestling and the noise and the the ridiculousness uh that i don't know um but if i were karen um and the full scope of the event was explained to me in perfect detail and I knew exactly what was going to go on how many people were going to probably be there how late it was going to run blah 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 I would definitely say absolutely fucking not as a matter of fact you are banned from the family home Thanksgiving is cancelled you can forget about your Christmas presents goodbye you get nothing goodbye (laughs) you lose good day sir good day sir um so I don't so that being said, I don't necessarily think she was wrong for canceling it. Um, I would definitely not want that many people um, in and around my home and my property, uh, especially during a pandemic. Um, but but the, the, the Karen-ness of it all. I mean, the pandemic is a good point to make, but then I wouldn't have agreed to anything at any point if that was your main concern. Um, the Karen-ness of it all, though, to me is... Uh, that she had such a visceral reaction to what was essentially the pre-show, like this, like the little preamble, like student matches they were having, and like, like yeah, like more people probably were going to show up, but I, I don't think it was like I think we pretty much saw the apex of it. Yeah, like like the, the amount the amount of people that were there. I think was like by the time we all got kicked out was the amount of people that were going to be there aside yeah. from more wrestlers showing up because some people, <laughs> Oh my God, I felt so bad for Billy Dixon. He literally walked up as everybody, like the announcement had just been made. 
like, hey, guys, we got to leave. And uh, Billy Dixon's walking up the fucking driveway with a suitcase. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you miserable. Oh, you poor thing. Um, but who do you feel the worst for? Oh, I feel the worst for CPA because he had to fucking catch a flight CPA. from Alaska to like. <laughs> CPA was on the Wrestle Pro tour, and instead of, um, and I think he like had this booking instead of like the final night of like the five day Wrestle Pro thing, so he caught a direct flight from Alaska back to New York, and yeah. he landed to the news. Yeah. Cause he didn't. Cause he's not. He's not. He's not. You know. He's not one of these uh, people who pays for the Wi-Fi. So I mean, he. Yeah. You know. He. He's. He's not. He's not a slave to the internet like we are. Uh, but um. Fucking. Uh, I just find it so funny that. You know. I get. I understand. She totally handled it the wrong way. It could have been done so much more nicer. But I just find it funny that like. She had such a visceral reaction, and it's like, honey. I would have loved to have seen her reaction after one no piece match. Yeah. Oh like, my. Holy fuck. This, the first show, um, the T2T show was a student showcase with the exception of the main event, which was Martyr and Darius. Um, it was by and large a student showcase. Yeah. Um, for the and, students. And that's not to say the, the matches were bad, but they oh, were, no, not, not but they were simple. They like were I've, yeah, they were simple. Like I've been in wrestling school for six months, wrestling matches, and you know they they definitely put their their working boots on. But you know, there's there's only so much working you're gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just like kind of imagine like she called you a savage, and I'm just like, oh honey, did you, we didn't even get to the light? Did you not see with the doors I bought? Like, Baby, <laughs> I didn't even put my war paint on yet. Like, I didn't uh, even stab Aspen in the head with the broken end of a... Never mind. Yeah, no, I mean, God, I didn't even... Fuck, can you imagine when I announced Akira? Like, the motherfucking death server! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we wouldn't have even gotten that far. That was the main event. Oh yeah, true. She was, God, the first light tube. Like, shut it down! Shut it down! Mm-hmm. Um, fucking hell. Um, now, where I thought you were going when you said I have a hot take, I I thought you were going to say something else. I didn't even um, really consider that point that you just made, which I think is a valid one. Uh, I think there was a lot of miscommunication going around with this event. Uh, I don't think people were necessarily trying to dupe anyone. I just think Everybody, everybody, just bad at talking these days. Every everybody, everybody saw what happened from like different angles and caught on to what was happening at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go down the tinfoil hat route? And it's not really a tinfoil hat conversation because we were there. Um, about the fact that cops were never called. Um, I don't know if cops were never called, but I, I definitely believe there was threat of cops. There's, I would a thousand percent believe there's threat of cops. I would even believe maybe they were called, but as far as cops were never present, as far as I am aware, and I was running not to surf- not to do discredit the fine work of off- er, uh, officer Erica Lee Miller. Oh, um, I would never. Um, um, officer but, after my own heart. Fuck 12. But I believe she was um, off duty, so she doesn't count. She was off duty at the time. Um, I 
personally did not see any police officers on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe other- they, now maybe they were cops around the corner or something. Cause the big bone of contention, I remember cause they did another, cause they did three announcements. They did the announcement about the pool and they did the closing announcement where they're like, Hey, we got kicked out. But there was another announcement where like they kept telling somebody, if you drive a black Jeep, you need to move it immediately because somebody had parked in like a neighbor's yard. And I guess that was like a big bone of contention. That was the part that was like bringing a bunch of other people in the neighborhood being like, what the fuck is this shit? And was causing some stress on the owners. Yeah. I, the reason why I don't think, um, like I'm not going to try and discredit anyone who says that they physically saw cops or that cops were physically on the process, on the property. Like I didn't see any Rios didn't see any, um, but I think if cops had been physically on the property, they would have been with the homeowners. Yeah. They would be speaking to the homeowners. Yeah. Um, I did not see that happen at any point. Because um, also, like, I was kind of, I was like keeping an eye on. Yeah, Gary I was ready. I was ready for it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, that's why I didn't believe that cops even got called. Because, you know, that's the kind of area where if cops will do something just because they're bored. Um, and I think everyone there had enough mindset from either personal experiences or just, you know, their own personal views on law enforcement that, like, cops are a bad thing. Whatever I can do to not get cops involved. You know, I think everyone there whether it be from personal experience or just from our own personal views on law enforcement, you know, cops are bad. We, and I think the second cops are even mentioned, I think the mindset, it becomes a survival mindset and becomes a protective mindset of like, I don't want my friends getting fucked up. Cause you know, there's people there with not the, you know, maybe there's probably people with drugs in their cars or like people like, who have traumatic responses to law enforcement or people, you know, are going to get fucked with way more than they deserve to be because of where they came from, what they look like, how, you know, et cetera. So it's like, you just are like, whatever I have to do, whatever I have to say to not get cops. And I'm sure, you know, so like I could see it play out of my mind of like, like, please don't call the cops. Please let's not, can we handle this like rational human beings? And then that's when it, believe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it turns into the we'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave, hands up, like we're getting the fuck out of here. And, you know, and nobody really argued. I think that was their thing, too, was like, I, again, just this was the most orderly, fucking well behaved go- pack of hooligans I've ever seen. Is we were like, all right, you know, we take the L. Everyone, like, you know, um, the only thing that was holding people up, if at all, was just like, you know, people had to suddenly figure out how the how they were even leaving because they were planning to be there for six more hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So that was a little and it's worth it's worth mentioning that um with the possible threat of cops that I was running around and letting everybody know if there's cops, come get me immediately. Do not talk to them. Let me handle this. Um yeah, yeah. because um and I gave everybody the reason why. Because I'm a white Jewish woman, um, 
I'm American and I weaponize the fuck out of my privilege. I know that they're not going to fucking do anything to me. They're not going to arrest me. They're not going to tase me. They're not going, they're not going to whatever. Nobody's going to get shot. So I don't want any of my friends on this massively like multicolored, um, every alphabet under, under the rainbow, um, neurodivergent, like group of people, I made sure that everybody knew if there are cops, come get me immediately. I will be the one to talk to them and I will handle this because yeah. I don't want anybody else getting put at risk. <laughs> and the fact that nobody that would, hold on, hold on, that would have been hilarious if like cops did show up and like Billy just like turns around and somehow does some kind of like Wonder Woman spin into straight Bill. <laughs> <laughs> What seems I, to be the problem, officer? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we have these we, we, we have these internet trials for a reason, people. But the fact that no one came waving their arms screaming, Chelsea mm-hmm. um, leads me to believe that no cops were ever on the property. I fully believe the threat of cops. Maybe they were cop cars around the corner and like, uh, I fully, I fully believe the threats were made and I fully believe the threats were real, but like, I don't know if that trigger ever got pulled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but there was like, there was no chance for us after, uh, officer Miller shut down the show. Like, we oh were no, all- she fucking God, she's too good. She's too good at her job. She did that by herself. She did that by <laughs> herself. No backup. She was off duty at the time. So she that's extra paperwork. She took this on by herself. Um, and she she fucking did it. She cleaned house. And that is why I say fuck 12. I uh, I uh, I just remember I watched her video. She was looking live streaming basically. <laughs> like the, the fucking, live streaming the collapse. The fucking this woman and she said something, she goes like I shut this shit down so fast they're gonna be slurping it up for weeks. <laughs> and and I I just like I have never fallen in love with someone so fast. <laughs> I wanted to make an honest woman out of her. I was I am like, as straight as a fucking arrow as just like oh my god why are you literally perfect <laughs> yeah everybody was on the verge of proposing to one officer miller oh man so for for the uninitiated uh officer miller is a wrestler who does a cop gimmick no you don't know erica lee miller no. You don't know fucking pee pee poo poo? You don't know fucking <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, okay, you've seen yo, you've seen you watch way too much in IWTV. You've You're seen talking about show. Erica Lee or uh, Erica Lee. It it's pronounced Erica Lee. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Scrunchy Squad. Yeah, yeah, Scrunchy Squad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she's a cop. Like No, no she, she just like she just re- she, she just like her character lends to this. She just randomly decides to have new gimmicks for for jokes and it's like so uh, she okay. just she had a cop hat and a badge and she was just like I'm Officer Lee Miller. <laughs> okay. And so like it was just I uh, I can't even explain it. That woman just has a the vibes are beyond immaculate. The fucking yeah, vibes. Y'all already know the fucking vibes. We are not the same. 
See, um, I was like, I was like, Erica Lee, like fucking scrunchy squad. But why are you talking like she's a cop gimmick? Like this is very confused. Yeah, no, you you gotta go to her Twitter. It will make sense. Okay. Um, I think. Okay, so all in all, my favorite quote of the day. I think we, if it was uh, at least of quotes that I can repeat on air. Um, my favorite quote was at the very end when we're like rounding up everybody that's left and trying to figure out what we're doing. We're still like barely, just barely figured out the door situation. I think we just barely figured out what we were doing with like Coger and and crew and shit. And uh, Darius Carter, we take that picture with Darius and Sheik and. And Darius just goes, man, there's nothing but beautiful people here. How'd that happen? Like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Darius? You're fucking right. There is nothing but beautiful people scrambling to get off this motherfucking property in a red yep. county. Yep. Uh, so that was... And then... <laughs> My other favorite note was we we get to like we find a hotel and we get some fuck you were bummed out because the friendlies was closed. Oh um, yeah, so we dropped we dropped off tree wherever the fuck I don't know. I was in a different state of consciousness. Um, probably probably to a like a rocket ship uh, on top of a like uh, like a library or an abandoned library because that's where I just assumed Treehouse Lee would end up going. Yeah. Uh, which like may that. have been where you guys picked him up. He's like, I'll be in a phone booth that <laughs> doubles up as a time machine that's on top of a Sears Roebuck. Not the regular Sears, but in fact a Sears Roebuck. And you're like, okay. Which none of us have have been alive to actually physically have been inside. Yes. Um, and um, we went to some restaurant that was like talked up and highly recommended by Tree. Um, never go up Treehouse food suggestion. Which I was going to say is also on top of a Sears Roebuck. And is inside <laughs> I, of a phone I, I booth. I completely, I completely forgot about Car- I don't even want to get into fucking Caribreeze. I just know that um, if you show up at a Jamaican woman's uh, vegan restaurant, you better be ready to know how to fuck to order. Yeah, uh, like you have to order the top of the menu is the main courses. Below this are sides. You can't you just can't, order the sides. You got Yeah, yeah. She got really offended when I would just be like, "Well, can I just have like two or three sides?" And she's like, "No, like that's not how it fucking works." I'm like, she's I, like, she's like, she's like, "Honey, look," and and, and pu- pulls out the. Way. She's like, "These, these, these are sides." Just reenacting it is stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it was a vegan, a vegan Jamaican restaurant? Yeah. Uh, like this sounds so up my alley, but also so confusing I mean, that I would like, not. Listen, I just ordered. I just ordered. I just started ordering things because I was like, I just, I'm just gonna keep saying food items until she stops. <laughs> um, and like. What I had was good. Um, not, you know, and it, yeah, I know the mac and cheese you got, Chelsea, was really good. Oh, the mat, the the vegan mac and cheese that I got was just so delicious. At this point, like we're in some parking lot in some town, not far from where the show had been, sitting on the edge of Rios's trunk, just trying to like 
figure out what the next move is and i was like i was like on some otherworldly shit i was like sliding out of the trunk like not in no control of my body trying to like figure out where we're where we're staying and just not really sure how to re- like i still haven't recovered from like the 45 minutes we spent in that parking lot um also worth mentioning we stayed in and drove through many um, ultra-Orthodox Hasidic neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was busy pointing out um, the, the, the many problems that I have with that sect of my culture. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing I got confused by was because like, they, they were all on the sidewalk and the streets walking in various directions. And you kept saying... Oh yeah, like you were like based on the you know you know it's 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 Saturday this time of day they're all going to temple, and I was like, what do you mean they're all going to temple? They're all walking in different directions. And she goes, yeah, sweetie, there's like there's like six temples in this neighborhood. Yeah, we passed <laughs> no less than I counted no less than eight temples. So like they were all going to temple, like every direction was temple. Every direction is temple. That's that's a life motto. You know, every direction is temple. <laughs> every direction is temple. Uh, but you know what? Regardless of what we experienced, regardless of what we did, uh, regardless of what did or didn't happen, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I was there. I, you know, maybe this is maybe this is a weird mental illness I've developed, but I just love being a part of shit shows. <laughs> I, you know, I think that was just the. The rowdy, rowdy, bout about it of our year. It so was. Far. We had a. Oh, we fuck it. So this entire episode just just is one rowdy, long rowdy, rowdy, bout it, bout it. Fucking hit it, Conan. <laughs> I uh, I flew home the next afternoon. Husband picked me up. Mm-hmm. Got into bed. Haven't been out of my bed since. Except for literally right now when I'm sitting at my computer desk. I uh, I uh, drove to Philly. Hung out with a friend in Philly. I attempted to go to Jane, Sal, and Bob's secret stash, but they close early on Sundays. And uh, I have anxiety about um, going to places before they, like 30 minutes before they close. Yeah, being uh, that guy. Yeah, especially when I don't know if I'm going to buy anything. And uh, it took me, because I had to drop off Chelsea at JFK. Her flight was at 1.30. No, my and, flight was at 3.20. Oh, but I, we, I, I dropped you off at 1.30. Yeah. And, and it took me an hour and a half to get out of New York City. Cool. Just, yeah, it was wild. Um, so by the time I looked at that, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go straight to Philly. And I went to Philly hung out with a friend um and then i picked up tree from where he was staying because he's got family in new york and drove all the way home and dropped off tree in north carolina came back to florida and i got home sometime last night woke up today went straight to work hey you know you know now that we've um mentioned where the time the space time that tree is currently inhabiting he's probably going to move and change his phone number again yeah probably you know we gotta protect kayfabe yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not allowed to post the picture that we took at Lowe's. <laughs> uh, I'll send it to you, Aaron. Don't worry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, Someone's Aaron, that's our that was Polyam party. Any 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 questions? Comments, yes. concerns. We are opening the floor. I I'm just I'm just I don't even know. I I the the only reason I asked is because um because MV posted something on Twitter like. I'm not always on Twitter. Like when I do, I just quick thumb, but MV was like to anyone who sponsored the matches, get with me and I'll pay you back. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then it led to you guys being like, Oh, we'll just talk about it on the pod. I'm like, I'll just not find out. for a Yeah. Week. <laughs> I think, um, and I know he was like, he was dying to know. He was like texting us throughout the day. Like what's going on? And we're like, Aaron, if I had the mental energy to like fucking tell you what transpired today. <laughs> like, um, so because I have uh, the um, internet or the IWTV app, they like let you know when a show is about to happen. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that Polly Am's tonight. And it's only because I saw Chelsea's like Instagram story. And I was like, all right, cool. That's going to happen tonight. And then I was like, that's yeah, weird. That just. Maybe it's it's recorded for later. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. How much would you have shit your pants if? Because did you know that we were going to be on the show? I didn't even know you were going until Chelsea's uh, what's it called uh, uh, Instagram story was like in the back of Rios's car on the way to New York. I'm like, fuck is going on? Yeah. So if it was like, it was a Friday, yeah. Saturday. Saturday, so I probably wouldn't have actually watched it live because I was um, I was at Lucy's, but um, like I probably would have went to turn it on Tuesday at the gym and been like, "What the fuck is Rios announcing this for?" Like you know, and like, "What Chelsea has a match? Nobody tells me anything." <laughs> well, so fun fact, little we'll end on this because it's it didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. We can, if anything could happen, it's fantasy booking. But apparently there was a little discussion about the fact that um, the crew treehouse match might not have happened because Jared didn't want tree. Yeah, they he didn't like there's there's they're in different storylines right now. Yeah. Uh, So so it wouldn't make sense for one of them to beat the other one. Yeah. And Uh, and so they were like, we kind of need a Patsy to work tree. And like I was like, and I kind of like was formulating my and like I basically asked Chelsea. I was like, "Hey, if I pitched this to Jared, would it have worked?" And she was like, "Probably." So there was like a small window where, in an alternate timeline, I wrestled Treehouse Lee on that show. <laughs> Still I, announcing. Yeah, we had like I had a whole thing figured out of like how can I announce the show and wrestle Treehouse Lee. So, like, I feel like this is one of those trips, if I would have been on, it would have answered, a, or it would have helped with a couple of things. Like, not only Oh, you definitely would have been the ref. You definitely yeah. would have been the ref. Because I've refed for No Peace before, and they're like, hey, yeah. man, great job. And I'm like, cool. They're like, you want a beer? And I'm like, no, I got to drive, or whatever, you know. <laughs> but I'll take some a booking later. That'd be cool. No? No booking? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, Aaron... Unless you got any more comments, questions, or concerns, I want how don't you hit them with them socials? Oh, but before we do that, uh, we have anything coming up. Do you guys have anything coming up on the uh, show 
shit. I know that me or uh, uh, I will be at Kaju Big Battle in Orfe at the Orpheum in uh, Ybor City, uh, where I will be a giant monster fighting probably another giant monster. Uh, on the 12th of September, so uh, get your tickets now. Uh, there's probably a website, and uh, we don't have a code or anything, but go do it. On the 11th of September, if you happen to find yourself in downtown Orlando, I would swing by Soundbar. I am heavily encouraging our listeners to swing by sound bar in mm-hmm. Orlando, Florida on Pine Street on September 11th. You think At they're night. gonna you think they're gonna need an announcer or a ref? Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty Maybe, uh, sure all right. Maybe uh, me and Rios will swing by, uh, oh, and oh, I'll oh, have oh. a I'll have a beautiful striped I'm, shirt. I mean, me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be super sad drunk. So I mean, you know, I don't know how useful I'll be. <laughs> It'd be even better coming in the ring with a better opportunity than me. Weighing yeah. in, in, I don't know, but he looks great, doesn't he? holy fuck uh yeah i mean i I can't read my own handwriting uh i know we got that real pro show september 18th um i don't because i have two other shows that day because i like quadruple booked myself well too late you're on the poster so i told them that i couldn't make it too (laughs) late we got you on the poster that means you gotta do it now well i'm I'm not going to be there because I'm going to be wrestling jazz that night. Okay, well, I hope you're jazzed about that. I'm pretty fucking jazzed, but I'm going to have to come to your house and kill you for saying that. Fucking jazz. Yeah, so that Real Pro Show is a charity show, and I guess... Suicide Prevention. For Suicide Prevention, me, Rios, and Todd will probably be teaming up to take on... Three other people, I don't fucking know. Nobody tells me shit, but I am in the group chat. And some kid just won't shut the fuck up and stop dropping memes. I don't know who he is, but I already don't like him. Anyway, you can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you just feel so inclined, you can head to co com slash demon road diaries and buy us a coffee uh it's like three bucks just to say hey thanks for keeping me entertained for my fun car ride to i don't know sarasota florida or whatever um you can find the coda at we are the coda on instagram twitter facebook and pro wrestling tees.com slash we are the coda you can find me personally at music city kg on instagram twitter tiktok cash app uh something else and probably reddit you can find me your bastard son at bastard son rios on instagram twitter and tiktok 
You can find me, Chelsea Durden, on Instagram at Durden Says, Twitter at The Durden Says, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you're interested in helping me pay off my cat's vet bills because she's got the fucking herp or something. I don't know. Um, Herping hard. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking times are tough, y'all. Uh, please be kind to my mother in your Instagram comments because she does read them and she's a very nice lady and she doesn't deserve all your spite. Um, just like, you know... Be good to one another, man. Like you're 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 wrong and you're an asshole. Um uh, well, that's the best way to be an asshole. I suppose. Uh like I feel like I'm gonna blink and then open my my, my eyes and still be standing in that backyard. Uh, uh, but you'll be standing there doing what two things, Chelsea? Uh I will be from all of us here at Demon Road Diaries for the Music City Messiah, Kane Green, the Bastard Son, Ronnie Rios, the Necessary Evil, Chelsea Durden, we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked. Alright, did I get a good one? Yeah, that better be a good one. Uh, can I get another matcha? It's goodish. <laughs> can I have another chai latte? Yeah, you've had seven. I don't. I'm just kidding. I've never tasted a chai latte. I don't even. Oh, even it's know so what good. They're like. they're so good. <laughs>